Good morning and welcome again to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I'm the lead pastor here and it's a joy to be together today on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Um, for those of you that are watching online, I want to say just a special welcome to you. Um, and for those of you who may be visiting for the first time, welcome. Um, every Sunday after service, I'm at the Connect Desk. We have a Connect Desk right outside. Please come by, say hi, let me know you're here. Uh, there's also something else you can do. Uh, we have a QR code on the screen. This QR code uh, gives you access to all of the links that connect you to us. So you can see what's happening here, what's coming up. Um, it allows you to sign up to serve, sign up to do a bunch of stuff. Uh, if you have any problem with this, though, and if you don't like doing the QR code thing, again, we have a Connect Desk. I will be there after service. I'm happy to answer any questions, and we'd love to just say hi to you. Um, some of the things that are coming up uh, in one week, we have a Press Youth Christmas party. So Press Youth, be ready for that. I've been told to remind you there is a white elephant gift going on at this, so make sure to go get your gift uh, and get ready for that. That is next Sunday. Be ready for that. And I don't know if you guys know, uh, Christmas is in two weeks. So for those of you who haven't finished Christmas shopping, go do that. Uh, but with Christmas time, we have Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve lands on a Sunday. So this uh, Christmas Eve, the 24th, that is Christmas Eve, uh, we're going to have a morning service that morning, 1030, regular time. And then we're also going to have a special Christmas Eve service at 4 p.m. So make sure uh, if you are trying to schedule for that day, uh, we'd love for you to come to both, but uh, we are going to have a regular Sunday service that morning at 10.30 a.m., and then we'll have our special Christmas Eve service at 4 p.m. Uh, we would love for you to join us at both, but if you're somebody that can't make it to one or the other, hey, you've got two options to at least join us on Christmas Eve. Uh, one thing I want to encourage you today is giving. We are getting towards the end of the year. We appreciate your support. There's multiple ways you can give here. We have a text to give number that you'll see on the screen. Uh, through the QR code, you can find a link to give, and we also have a box by the back exit that you can use. Um, please be praying about and, and participating in giving. Uh, as, as we end the year, we want to end the year strongly, and we have seen some of you giving uh, very generously, and we want to continue to encourage you in that um, and hopefully we can, you know, like I said, end the year strongly and, and push us into next year. Uh, we've been doing so many great things. It's been encouraging to see each of you stepping in and being a part of what's happening here at Press Church. And it's through this way that you can join and partner with us in what we are doing. So I want to encourage you in that. All right. Uh, we are in a series called The Reason. That's our Advent series. And uh, as I mentioned last week, we often hear the phrase, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. And I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. He's not just the reason for this season. He's the reason why we do everything that we do. He's the reason why we live the way we do. He's the reason why we, we live out the life that we do. Uh, and, and we see this. Jesus is the expression of God's love for us. When he came to earth, he, he emptied himself. He came to earth in the form of a man and expressed his love to us. And it's in this time of year, this Advent season, that we recognize that. Um, each week uh, in Advent, there's a theme that we, we dive into. Last week was hope. We talk about hope. The reason we have hope is not because of the, the circumstances in our life. Uh, the reason we have hope is because of the person of Jesus. I said, you know, hope is not dictated by our circumstances. Instead, it's informed by the character of the one who we put our trust in. And so as we put our trust in Jesus, we do have hope because of who he is. Uh, now, the second week, this is a good one. You guys ready for this? You guys may know this. Do you know what the second week of Advent is? Peace. Ah, peace. Who needs some peace in their life today? 
Everybody, if you didn't say yes, I'm calling you out. I'm, I'm calling your bluff. You're a liar. No, I'm sorry. It's like, wow, that pastor's mean. Um, no, I, I feel like all of us at this time of year, like the idea of peace uh, is a very welcomed idea, right? We're busy. Um, it seems like we're running around. We never have enough time. Things are chaotic. And, it, you know, sickness, I, I can't tell you, literally every week for the last four weeks, Somebody has texted me saying, I'm sick and I can't come to church. Like, it is, it's just that time of year. We're, we're dealing with sickness. We're dealing with craziness. Um, and so in a time that is so chaotic, how do you have peace? And what is it that actually brings peace in our lives? So that's what we'll be discussing today. Uh, every week we have our teaching team. We, we hop in a car together. We set up some GoPros and we have a little discussion on the topic of the day. So why don't we draw our attention to the screens? What 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 is peace? <laughs> what is it's like shalom. It's, it's like peace for me is the kids aren't yelling. <laughs> quiet. Yeah, right. right. Peace Last, is peace is quiet. Well, uh, you, when you ask what is peace, I think it's important, uh, you know, on a yeah. broader level to understand that peace is a process. Mm. It's not a it's not an immediate happening. Right. Hmm. It's a process and. A lot of times we really miss that because the world tells us that peace is this finite point of mm, this, very black and white, right? And the the scriptures tell us that that God is making all things new. That's mm. a process that of mm. of engaging peace, right? Mm. Of, of peace yeah, coming yeah. to fruition. Mm-hmm. Right, and right, right. We in our you know fleshly human natures, we want. We're like seeking some sort of utopia, I guess, right. and, and it's uh, like this momentary fleeting thing. Yeah, yeah we're not yeah. looking at the bigger picture of what God has bringing forth. Peace. Right, yeah. Right. So we say peace, and I think we all have an idea of how we would get peace, and that usually is outside of. Uh, it's usually something outside of God, mm. and we, so we'll put a plan in place. We'll put. Uh, thoughts and energy towards what we think will bring us peace. And we might not even say it that way. Like, I'm not like, what brings peace in my life? But I think at the end of the day, we are are all trying to find something that's going to take the edge off of the difficulty of... A moment of of calm is what we're looking for. We're really not looking for peace. We want peace, but we don't want to seek peace. Hmm. Well, okay, so uh, there, there is this big challenge of embracing the narrative, but that it was... All, all of this is coming forth from a God who really loves us. Yeah. Hmm. See, this, there's this mm-hmm. whole thing of mm-hmm. like, how can you trust a God if that God doesn't love you? Exactly. Mm. And so if you can embrace that the, everything mm. that God has for you mm-hmm. is in yeah. absolute love. And that even means the hard stuff that you're going yeah. through, yeah, right? Yes. The so hard God's love is in that. <laughs> yes, God's love is like in it, that. But yeah. Mm. Mm. And that's, you know, that can be very hard for us to, to grasp and hold on to. And that's, it, yeah, it's, it's easy for that stuff to be dismissive, though. Like, yeah, it on can, all levels. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Like, that feels dismissive. Even saying, talking about peace like this can feel dismissive. Like, and that's, yeah. I think, a lot of people look at, the way they look at Christianity or, or the church, like, oh, you, you guys are just about dismissing yeah. the, the real. You're just sticking yeah. your head in the sand. Yes. Right, right. Pretending like none of this is going on, and you're calling that peace. Right. <laughs> right. And that's not at all peace. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So it's very important to understand that distinction yeah. right there. Well, Emmanuel, God with, with us. us. <laughs> yes. It's not. Yeah. 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 And so there's this ultimate story of love and overarching story of peace that comes about because. Mm. God is doing something. Yeah. And when we embrace that narrative, God and we is can working. live out of God that. God is moving. Yeah. God, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's hard to do. It doesn't yeah. solve the problems. When, when you turn on the news and you're getting a constant yep. you know, feed yes. across your yeah. Yeah. social what's, media What's sites. going wrong? What yeah. isn't good? Yeah. Everything's burning down all around you, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we live in a heightened state of fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we are dealing with personal problems as well as problems living in society. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff wears on you. Absolutely. Right? So... How do we find that place of being able to recognize the narrative that came through in Jesus uh, becoming flesh and living amongst us? How do we how do we embrace that and find peace and joy in the process? You know, Mm, yeah, yeah. How do we find peace in the process? All right. So some of you guys know this. I enjoy cooking. Do we have any anybody else enjoy cooking? I enjoy cooking. I've shared with you some of my cooking fails. I don't know if you guys remember that. My sushi fail, that is a thing. Uh, I, but I, I, I enjoy that. I'm sure there's a lot of you guys who, who, who like to do that as well. Uh, who has tried to ever mimic, like, a favorite meal that you had out? Or, like, you went somewhere, you know, it's like you're trying to make the cane sauce. Like, who's tried to make the cane sauce, right? Like, right, you, you have those things. Maybe it's like that, that, I don't know, dessert that your grandma used to always make, and you got the recipe. Uh, but here... Here's the thing. They never turn out right, right? I think we know this. They're never quite the same. It's never quite on point. Uh, it's always lacking something. Like, you can get the recipe. Like, your grandma, like, oh, here's my recipe. Here's what I work off of. And you try it, and you're like, that's not right. Like, there is something that she is doing that she didn't put in that recipe that is, ugh. And it drives you nuts. But uh, we've done that, right? We've, we've tried to, like, cook and do something that, mimic something else and it's never the same it's always lacking and and here's the thing you may be like what does this have to do with peace we do the exact same thing with peace we want peace we want to experience peace and we try really hard to put all the ingredients in our life together in a way as to produce peace for ourselves and what do we usually get we usually get an imitation of something that is lacking it's lacking. It's not, it's not the real thing. And so when it comes to peace, here's the thing. We work so hard to manufacture what isn't ours to make. We're working really hard to do something that we weren't necessarily designed to even do for ourselves. And so we're sitting in life and we're like, well, I did this. Like, I, I did all this stuff. Why am I not having peace? And think about that for a second. Like, think through this. What do you rely on for peace? What do you rely on for peace? How are you trying to manufacture peace in your life? Maybe a little yoga in the morning. I've heard ice baths are all the rage right now. Anybody do ice baths, right? Special cup of coffee, a perfectly scheduled week, regularly scheduled vacations. Like, we do these things in an attempt to create something within ourselves, often to create that feeling of peace in my life. And by the way, all those things are fine. Things aren't bad for you. It's not like I'm like want to like be like, oh, don't you have vacations and do ice baths? If you want to, do ice, that's ter- that sounds terrible to me, by the way. But I've heard it's good. You know, it helps your body, I guess, or something. Uh, anyways, 
It's not bad in and of itself, but here's the thing. Those things in themselves do not create peace. They may create a short-lived moment. They may create a feeling. They actually may help in certain areas, but it's not actually creating peace. And in our attempt to create peace on our own, we only reinforce the idea that I don't need God. I got this. I can handle it. God, you worry about the bigger things, right? You, you worry about that stuff. I got this under control. And in that mindset, we fail to realize the fact that I am not the creator of my own peace. We miss that. And if this is true, I think, you know, then we ask the question, then how do we get it? How do I ultimately get peace? If I can't, you know, read this book that tells me how to do, live my life in a certain way that makes it so I can have peace, how do I get peace? Well, Galatians 5 says this in verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Peace, along with the rest of all of these things, comes from the Spirit of God. It is literally a byproduct of the Spirit of God in your life. It's from him. John 14, 27 says this. I says, peace, this is Jesus speaking. To his, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Peace is from God. It's from the spirit of God. I, and, I, and I love this distinction that Jesus adds here. Like, hey, by the way, I don't give it to you as the world gives it to you. I don't give as the world gives. There's even a little thing here. I didn't write this in my notes, so I'm going off cuff here for a second. With this, they would say, peace be with you. That was like a common thing that they would say, peace be with you. And it's even in that, like, I don't just leave you with a statement. I leave you with something real. I give you something real. I don't give to you as the world gives you. I give you something real. So how does the world perceive peace? How do we perceive peace? peace. If I'm honest, in, in my mind, it's usually circumstantial. We said similar in the car video. It's, it's my, when my schedule isn't busy. It's when my kids are listening and being quiet. It's when the bills are paid. It's when I'm caught up. It's when I don't have anywhere to be. It's when the house is clean. You know, you're just in that Again, not bad things, but not true peace. I even think, you know, at the end of that verse that we just read, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. It's almost like Jesus knew that our circumstances weren't always going to be great. You're just talking about peace, and now you're talking about trouble. And just like with hope, we talked about this last week, it's so easy to let our current circumstances determine our peace. We let our circumstances lead the way in if we feel peace or not. But peace isn't about distracting or lying to yourselves, and it's not about our circumstances. It's not about... Bearing your head in the sand. 
It's not about escaping. It's about transcending. Jesus knew, and you see it all through Scripture. It's like, I I find this funny as Christians. We think, oh, I'm going to follow Jesus, and I'm going to do, we tell ourselves, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to be good, and everything's going to be good. How, how many years do we have to live to realize that we're going to have trouble in our life at some point? You can work so hard. You can do everything right. You can plan. You can strategize. You can whatever, do, have the most recent how-to-live guides, and you're still going to come into conflict. You're still going to have trouble. That pipe is still going to burst. You're still going to have issues. Someone's going to hit your mailbox driving. The Amazon truck's going to hit something and break something. Like, there's going to be something that happens that's going to try to steal peace from you. And God's saying, look to me. It is not in those things. Guard your heart. Be on guard. And then we see Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious. But in every situation, right, in every situation you're in, in that hardship that's bound to come, in that struggle you're in, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding. We like to rely on, on, our, on our understanding. I like to rely on what I can understand, on what I can make sense of and this peace that he's talking about transcends all of it it transcends understanding a peace that doesn't make sense a peace that maybe even surprises you a peace that maybe even and i love this that he says at the end it will in christ jesus Who, who needs a guarded mind today? <laughs> I, I know for me, it's like, I get, I get, I, get uh, I don't know, I get antsy. I'm like, why can't we just have it right? Why can't the kids just be quiet? Why can't we just have calm? I'm impatient. Why can't things just be right? And I'm not relying on the Spirit of God. It's not guarding my heart. It's not guarding my mind. Peace isn't just a byproduct of a good life. It's a byproduct of the Spirit of God in you. And it's the very thing that can help preserve you through that trial, through that thing that you might be facing today. All right, so if it's from God and I can't manufacture it, and I can't cultivate it, what's my part? Why am I not feeling it? What am I supposed to do? 
And we've got this beautiful verse in Romans chapter 8. It says this, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. Here we go. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Peace is living in your new identity in Christ. It's dying to that old self, it's dying to the flesh, and it's living out of your new identity in Christ. Almost every Sunday here at Press, you're going to hear us talk about identity in Christ, who you are in Christ, who are you because of who he is, who are you because of what God has done, in, what has God done? who are you because of God's love for you. And it's in embracing this, it's in embracing the fact of who God is that we can actually have this peace, this shalom. And when it comes down to it, this is peace. Peace is right relationship with God. It's right relationship with God. It, there, there's a, a definition that I found in studying this week. It says, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. So peace is my assuredness of my salvation in Christ, not fearing anything from God and content in whatever lot I have, whatever it may be. That lot is different for each of us. Some of you have gone through hell and back. Some of you are still in hell, in your, in, in your circumstances. That is your lot in life. We all have that lot to bear And that peace transcends that. Whatever my lot, whatever the thing that I'm going, you guys know that hymn? Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Peace, shalom. It's not dismissive. It's not saying that what you're going through isn't hard or that that trial isn't heavy, but it's relying on something that is greater than me. It's relying on something greater than what I can manufacture and produce. And it's saying I can have peace no matter where I am, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the trial the reason I can have peace, the reason we can have peace in this trying, crazy, busy season, the reason I can have peace when things are good, no matter the circumstance, is because of what Jesus has done, is because of my relationship with God. I fear nothing. I trust in his love for me. So I'm at peace. Jesus is the reason. 
is the stereotypical Christian church answer, and it's still true. What's the reason? Jesus. And it's in this season that we recognize that Jesus coming to earth to show us that he loves us, to live the life, to, to show us that we are worth something to him. The God of the universe, you mean something to him. <laughs> you ever think about that? You mean something to God. He knows each of your stories. He knows each of your pasts. He sees you, and he loves you. And I don't know about you, but that brings me peace. And the reason it brings me peace is it's something that it's not circumstantial. If I screw up tomorrow, it doesn't leave. I shouldn't say if. When I screw up tomorrow, he still loves me. When you screw up tomorrow, he still loves you. The truth of the gospel is still there. The work of the cross is still valid in your life. Jesus is the real deal. He's the original. He's the original recipe that we can't replace. We can't manufacture. We can't try hard enough. We can't do enough to get us the peace that only he brings, the peace that, that he gives us. Not giving as the world gives, but only as I give. A peace that is transcendent. Who needs a transcendent peace? I need that. And it's in us remembering who we are and in who God is that we, that we get this peace. Don't settle for the fake. Don't settle for the knockoff. I want the real deal. I want the thing. And we can't make a good enough recipe to make peace for ourselves the way that God gives us peace. Dylan, you can come up. I want to encourage us just for like a minute. A lot of us don't get a time of quiet. And you can play. I'm not saying we have to be like silent. You can play. I, I called you up. You're allowed to play a little song. Give us a little mood music. A lot of us don't just have time to take a breath. And, and by the way, just taking this breath, breath isn't, isn't peace in and of itself. But it gives us a moment in time to think about what does bring us peace, and that's God. So I want you to just take, just take a minute. Just maybe breathe deep and reflect on God. Reflect on his love for you. Let the, let the stresses of your life, you'll have time to get to those later. <laughs> There's always going to be one of those things. Maybe you shut your eyes. Take a moment. Think about your identity in Christ. Your identity of someone who is loved and cherished by God. Whose future is set whose future is secure, fully trusting in the goodness of God.
God, we thank you for your peace. A peace that transcends our understanding. A peace that transcends our circumstances. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the ways that you are drawing us towards you. And God, I, I pray that each of us in, in these, these coming weeks, days, hours, that, that we can rely on you for our peace. That in those moments that we're feeling anxious or afraid or tired, that maybe we can take a, just a second to pause and reflect on you and allow your spirit to work in us and give us that peace. I, I pray that we are surprised by our peace this season, God. I pray that over each of us, that we are surprised by the peace that we have. And that peace because we have put our faith and our trust in you recognizing our hope is in you. You are finishing that work. You are completing the work. You're not done with us. God, we thank you for your peace. And I pray that peace over each of us today, both here, maybe those watching, wherever we are, whatever sickness we're dealing with, whatever circumstance we're in, a peace that transcends all understanding. It's your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand and join us as we continue to worship and sing together. Let's worship.